Hey, Rhonda, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Hey, um, this is my first Tinder date, so go easy on me, okay? Um, wow, that's kind of... You look um, you look different than your picture. Everyone says that. Oh, I mean, you just... You look smaller. It's not anything bad. Uh, I look small, but I'm way stronger than you think. Oh, is that right? Do you like to hit the gym? Or are you weightlifter? No, whenever I had my first child... I pushed it out sideways, didn't even scream once, came out in 10 minutes. Sideways? You pushed a baby out sideways? Shoulders vertical, not looking at the ground. Um, I just want to, you didn't mention that you had children in your Tinder profile. I mean, I don't, I didn't think it was necessary well, You're I mean, the one that brought up my size. Um, well, I didn't think that was going to go straight to kids. I'm just, uh, I I don't want to get started on the wrong it, foot. It, hey, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm. Jo- it's a joke. Well, what kind of joke is that? Oh, like it's um. There's like a little bit in planes, trains, and automobiles, and um. Uh, this like woman is like super tiny, and they comment on her, and he's her husband says, "Oh, well." She may be tiny, but she she's strong. She pushed out a baby sideways and didn't even scream. Oh, okay. I've never seen a movie called Trains and Cars and such. It's called Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. And you haven't seen it? You haven't seen it. No way. You're out of order. Ah. You're killing me, Smalls. Fasten your seatbelts. You're tearing me apart. Houston, we have a problem. What we've got here is failure. God damn you all to hell! Hello and welcome to You, you haven't, haven't Seen, seen it? it? The podcast with two people who have nothing to say talk a whole bunch. How you doing, Aaron? I'm pretty good. <laughs> I, uh, so yesterday... The Astros, no, it was Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. So the Saturday game, uh, World Series, Astros won. We're from Houston, so I'm a teacher and I got the day off today. So that was nice. Oh, wow. That's what I was going to mention that at the top of the podcast. Now you stole my thing from me. Good. (laughs) Yeah, but you heard it. Um, The Houston Astros are the world champions of the MLB This is the second time. The last time was in 2017. They are now officially a sports dynasty. Ooh. (laughs) I I don't like sports, but I do like baseball. Don't like football. Not a fan of basketball. Not a big fan of soccer. Baseball is where it's at for me. Yeah, we're definitely not a sports family. You're not going to catch us on here talking about sports, except for when our baseball team wins the World Series. (laughs) I actually grew up playing baseball, and the Astros were my favorite team. Yeah, I grew up playing softball. I didn't really know about the Astros when I was younger, but I liked baseball and softball a lot. Yeah, I loved them because they were the home team, and um, one of my Little League teams was even called the Astros. Aw, that's cute. Yeah, so, I don't know. It just, it feels, it's, I never thought we would have a team that is this good. Like, I'm still pinching myself. Aw, (laughs) That's so cute. Uh, we now have an email address. So if you want to gripe at what? us. <laughs> if you want to gripe at us for all the mistakes we've made and 
yell at us for being insensitive or racist or, or any of those things. Oh, or I don't think that's going to be happening. That I hope that doesn't happen. But or if you have suggestions on movies that you would like us to do, that's where you can send it to us. Yeah, and we won't do any of them. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to write might. in. If you want to write in with some suggestions for movies to do, or you just want to ask us a question, um, you know, like, what are your morning poops like? Um, go ahead. We'll probably <laughs> we'll probably ignore those, but other questions we might answer. Afternoon is a different story, though. Okay, I feel like there was some other business that we needed to get to. Oh, right. Uh, also, we are um, going to start recording these in order. Everything we've done so far has been really out of order because we would do a movie and then be like, oh, it's going to be Halloween soon. We should release this horror movie during October when it's Halloween. Yeah. That would be more appropriate. So everything's been out of order to this point. And we um, also didn't really know what kind of schedule we wanted. So uh, we just kind of recorded a like six or so and we're like, oh, let's do it in this order. But now we have an actual order for the rest of the year. Um not to say it won't change, um, but it's definitely more of a constructed program now. Yeah, it's it's more set in stone. It might not, it might change a little bit, but and when she said for the rest of the year, she meant for a full calendar year, yes, not till December thirty first. It goes until thirty one days in December? drum roll, please. August thirtieth, two thousand twenty three. Okay. So, yeah. So, at the beginning of, or end, I'm not sure yet. That's the end of August, yep. The no. 30th. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Hold on, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, at the beginning or the end of the show, we're going to tell you what we're going to be covering two weeks oh. from that show. That way, if you want to watch the movie or just look it up to see what it is, because you may have never heard of it, uh, you can do that. Yeah. That'll be okay. fun. So, what are we doing next time? Oh, okay. We're doing it now. Um, so uh, on November 30th, we will be doing Friday, the comedy. <laughs> yes, Friday starring Ice Cube and um, now, now I'm blanking on his name. Chris oh, Tucker. Yeah, okay. Chris Tucker. The, the reason we're doing the show is my students really like the show. And so they keep saying, Miss Lamb, you have to watch Friday. You have to watch it. It's so good. And so I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. So I think they're going to be excited whenever I tell them that I actually seen it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about next, next, the next movie we're doing. Oh no. I wanted you to tell them what movie we're doing next time, but I didn't want you to talk about the movie oh. that we're doing next time. I, huh? I'm confused. I just want them to know what the movie is. I don't we're want doing you Friday. <laughs> I don't want you to give away the episode beforehand. Okay. When we do Friday, tell them about your students. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cut this part out, bitches. <laughs> it's not going to get cut out. This <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a DIY podcast. Um, we're still figuring out DIY. as we do it. <laughs> DIY. Unicorn, unicorn screwdriver. <laughs> mm, they don't get that. <laughs> that part might get cut out. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, little little snafu there. We will be covering Friday in two weeks, and Erin will tell you the same thing she just told you all over yep. again. I have a history with that movie. That's kind of interesting, Joey, too. why are you talking about it? Save it for the episode. 
I will. Okay, we are now officially talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay, so <laughs> Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a John Hughes movie. This is our second John Hughes movie. He wrote and directed it. It stars Steve Martin, John Candy, and Layla Robbins. I assume that is Steve Martin's wife, but I'm not sure. Yeah, there's not a lot of women in the movie, and I don't think any of them have many lines. She's the only one that has lines. Well, I mean, uh, Steve Martin and John Candy are the only real constant people through the film. It's uh, a travel movie. It's a travel buddy movie, comedy, and uh, they just meet a lot of kooky people along Mm -hmm. the way. Uh, It came out in 1987. Wow. And I want to ask you, Aaron, did you know anything about this movie? So before we were talking about what movie we wanted to do in this uh, next, you did tell me that this had something to do with Thanksgiving. Um, But before that, I had no idea what it was going to be about. Um, So before watching this, I had no idea. But 10 minutes in, uh, I made a guess of what it's about. Well, actually, I, I made one three minutes in, and then I changed my mind after 11 minutes. So... The initial three-minute thought was, okay, so Kevin Bacon, because <laughs> he's in the movie for two seconds, and oh I was like, God. pause so you, it. You got thrown by the Kevin Bacon yes. cameo? I saw, I saw Kevin Bacon. I was like, he's a guy. He's a star. They had to have made him a big part of this movie. Not at all. He, he's on screen for two seconds, and that's about it. So I told you to pause it so I could write this. I know what this is about. And my, my thoughts were that this movie was about a man goes home for Thanksgiving and he's going to meet his daughter's boyfriend or fiance and taxi racer is going to be the guy. (laughs) Kevin Bacon was going to be this guy. And then 11 minutes in, I changed that to, um, never mind. Griffith is going to be at Thanksgiving and they will be BFFs. <laughs> well, that was a... Uh... <laughs> Which ended up being true. Yeah. And you know what? I'm so <laughs> glad... not in the way I thought. I'm so glad I asked you the other day to write down what you think the movie's about in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Because that was a great answer. <laughs> I <laughs> liked Kevin the three-minute made... one. Yeah. The... <laughs> but you got it. You came pretty close with the second one. Yeah. Did you, did you think it was going to be like... Um... A Tommy Boy type travel movie. Where, I don't know like, what they, Tommy Boy is. Oh, uh, um, damn. <laughs> That's right. You don't know any movies. That's why we do this podcast. Um, <laughs> but did you think it was going to be like one of those travel movies that were popular in the aughts, like Road Trip or? Mm, don't know any of those. But I, I was suspecting like whenever he got on the plane and the plane ride was way too long. I was like, they're going from New York to Chicago and they've been on the plane all night. And so I was confused about that um, <clears throat> until they landed in Kansas. But um, Wichita, Wichita, Kansas, home of BTK. Oh, scary. Scary. Um, Should have done this for Halloween. Yeah, that would have been fun. Uh, but it has Thanksgiving in it. You have to do it for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, what was I talking about? Just, I was asking you if, if you thought it was going to be like a travel comedy. Oh, yeah. No. Like a road like, trip movie. Once, that, I kept trying to think. Road trip movies. Once the, once the train ride was longer, 
I thought, oh, that that's what this is going to be. It's going to be about them getting back to home. Hmm. So, I mean, road trip movies are pretty popular, uh, especially it seems like in the 2000s, there was a lot of road trip movies. Mm-hmm. And I can't really, I liked this movie when I was a kid. Like, we didn't really get into it with me, but I watched this movie when I was a kid. I loved it. I haven't seen it probably since I was like 10 years old. Aww. But I did really like it. Uh, and I feel like this inspired a lot of road trip movies that we would later oh, see, yeah, like th- Tommy Boy, because I don't, I can't really think of many road trip comedies before this one. I don't know any, so. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Uh, she actually did take a, a minute to think about it just now, too. Yeah. But the only one I could think of was Easy Rider, and that's not a comedy at all. Oh, what's that um, What's that one with Britney Spears? Crossroads? Yeah, that's a travel movie, right? Yeah, and it came out in the 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe like 99 or something like know. that. Yeah. But th- those kind of movies seemed like they were pretty popular then. Probably. And then Tommy Boy was in the 90s. What else? Hmm. I can't really think of many. A Forrest Gump. <laughs> Not really. Travel show. But they, he travels a lot. Yeah, he travels a lot, but it's really just about his whole life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, this is our second John Hughes movie. Did you know it was a John Hughes movie? Did you pick up on that? No, no clue who that is. That's the guy who wrote Ferris Bueller's Day Off and oh, 16 okay. Candles. Yeah, I can and, see that now. Yeah. There were some of the same actors in it. Did you notice that? No. No. Like the, the lady who was at the... Uh, at the rental car, car service, uh-huh. she was the secretary to that oh, principal. Oh, yeah, she, she has was. that high pitch of voice. Yeah. Yeah. And she was really funny in that, she was, too. She's, I like her. Yeah. So, the movie starts, and Steve Martin is in New York. Yeah, he's like a marketing guy. Whenever the first, like, first couple of minutes, whenever you first see him, I was like, oh, Steve Martin. I know him. <laughs> oh, so you actually know Steve Martin. I know Martin. him. I know okay. him. Do you know the other guy? No, I had no clue who he was. Seen I've f- seen him before, but I, don't, I didn't know his name. Cool Runnings. You've seen Cool Runnings, yes. right? He's the coach oh, in Cool Runnings. I didn't he doesn't realize have that. a mustache, but. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. John Candy, he's a, he's a legendary comedian who he died fairly young. It was pretty tragic, kind of like uh, Chris Farley. But oh, okay. Yeah, he's been in tons of movies. Drugs? I think it was just. Um, heart attack like he he wasn't fat super fat in this movie but in Mm -hmm. his later movies you could tell he he ballooned up in size pretty big i think just heart failure Mm. but anyway everybody loved him said everybody's really funny yeah and like like people who worked with him say that he was a really great guy oh that's so sad (laughs) all right so he's in new york and he's trying cheesy crazy his cell phone is going off. Look at him, a doofus, <laughs> doing this. He needs to take the trash out. And his boss is just staring at a ad for what nails or lipstick or something like I, that. It was, it, there were like three different images of different parts of the body that were like cosmetic kind of things. But the boss just keeps looking at the same picture and he just won't make a decision. And Steve Martin is just looking at the other guy like, why am I still here? Yeah. What am I doing here? And he he kept being like, I need to, I need to, I'm in a rush. I'm in a rush. I think they could have uh, played up that a little bit more. Cause like he just kind of like whispered, like, I'm in a rush. 
And that was about it. It wasn't until he got actually out on the street and started racing to find a taxi to get to the airport that you saw that he was actually in a rush. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I've had that feeling so many times being like, why am I still here waiting on this idiot <laughs> to let me go? I've done everything I need to do. And then, you know, the feeling of being late. Oh my You're gosh. Miss, I, I hate to be late. I get so anxious when I'm late. So every time I go anywhere, I'm, I'm always like weirdly early. Like there's times where like you get there like 10 minutes early or 15 minutes early. I get there sometimes an hour or 30 minutes before I have to be there. Cause I get so anxious being late. So like, even if I'm running like five minutes before the time I'm supposed to be there, I get freaked out. So I'm a, a very early bird. It makes me feel bad when I'm late. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think definitely want to see somebody about that. If you're showing up a whole hour early, you know what? Shut up. At least I'm early. <laughs> you're, hey. you're early too. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that early. I yeah. thought you were about to call me late. I'm like, I'm never late. Oh no, no. <laughs> but um, I deal with people that are always late and it, it's the thing about being late is like, if you're early, okay. Like that's my own time. Like I, I sit there and I relax a little bit if I'm super early. Like if I'm an hour early, I went to an, uh, an interview once an hour early and I just sat there on my phone in the parking lot for 30 minutes. And then I went in earlier than I was supposed to be there. But like I walked in like at 30 minutes so that I could just be like, I'm early. I'm always early. <laughs> Cause I think that's a, a positive thing. But oh, yeah, I like people who are on time, but, um, I work with people that are always late and it's just like, you're wasting my time when you're late. Like if you're early, great. That's awesome. Like we can start on time. Like if you don't want to, like if, even if you're on time, I'm like, okay, like we could have, we could have started a little earlier, <laughs> but, um, people that are late, it's like, we are starting late because you're not prioritizing anyone else's time, but yours. So, hmm. all right. So Steve Martin is trying to hail a cab in its rush, rush hour time, it's a holiday weekend. And he sees Kevin Bacon across the street. he sees the beautiful Kevin Bacon You boy. know, I put in my notes, I like Kevin Bacon. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Kevin Bacon fan. You're a Kevin Bacon fan? I'm, I'm all about them bacon bits. <laughs> <laughs> but not as You're talking about his genitals? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Gross. No, I don't think he's attractive. I just, I like him as an actor. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's a he's, fantastic He's actor. so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's a really great actor, and I, I enjoy his movies. And then, and like, literally when I wrote my comment of, like, I like bacon, but not as much as Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to bring up Swayze. I know. If he was in this movie, I would have been like, oh, this is a perfect movie. Best what, movie. <laughs> what would you have thought if it was Patrick Swayze run into the cab? I, w- I would have thought he was uh, going to... Well, I mean, Kevin Bacon, I thought they were going to start dance fighting across the street, too. But Swayze definitely would have uh, done some jetés down the street <laughs> to get to a taxi. Yeah, he would have leapt off into the cab like he jumps off the roof in a, a roadhouse. Yeah, <laughs> and slits someone's head off. Yeah, so Kevin Bacon beats him to the cab, and mm-hmm. bye-bye Kevin Bacon. We never see him again. He's going off to shoot Footloose somewhere. <laughs> uh, and then... Steve Martin tries to hail another cab, and while he's trying to make the deal with the guy who held the cab first, uh, his name is Griffith. He hops in the cab before. Yeah, you see a the trunk. huge trunk. Yeah, you see a trunk go in the cab, and then the cab takes off. The airport 
and he's sitting across from somebody, and he and recognizes this dude. Well, no, Griffith recognizes him. He's like, I know you from somewhere. And he goes, well, you're the guy that stole my cab and everything. And he was like, it was really easy to get a cab <laughs> on in rush hour in New York. So he was like, I'm sorry. But uh, like when as soon as they were sitting across from each other, I was like, oh, this is the guy that's going to be at Thanksgiving. Like maybe he's uh, maybe he's his uncle. <laughs> or like a secret relative and they're like, Oh, we're bringing Griffith over <laughs> to have Thanksgiving with us. But I mean, it doesn't turn out like that, but right. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. So Steve Martin was able to make the flight because it got delayed because mm-hmm. you're kind of, it's snowing. It's snowy outside in, in Chicago. It's snowy. Yeah. It's snowy in New York though, too. Oh, okay. That makes but sense. I mean, I don't think there was a storm going on. It's just snowy. Yeah, so Do they you know pushed it back what, from six to nine. I've never, I've only been on a plane one time. Well, no, twice. no, no, no. Do you know what snow is? Yes, I know what snow is. Because I don't know what that is. It what didn't is snow it? in North Carolina. <laughs> I'm doing a bit, Aaron. Oh, you don't. We know live what snow in Texas. Is? Oh yeah, well, we live yeah. in Texas. There's no snow. When people it has bring up, snowed here before. When people bring up snow in winter and stuff, I like to pretend like I don't know what it is. People and I'll be like, "What is that? Snow? Snow? What is that? I don't know what that is." He knows what it is. <laughs> yes, I have seen snow when I lived in North Carolina. But anyway, so they get on the plane, and he's starting to find out that um, Griffith John is Candy, a Dale Griffith, John Candy Dale. That was his name. Is quite an annoying man. Yeah, he's a talker. He reminded me of my dad. <laughs> he reminded you of your dad. My dad, t- my dad will talk your ear off, and it's like I don't, I don't care. Your dad does the same thing too. Yeah, but our dads will talk about very different things. Yes, <laughs> but they're constantly talking. Yeah, and sometimes they just like gotta let you know that they're talking. Like my dad will put his like phone on speakerphone so you can hear that he's having a conversation. Yes. Because even if you're not involved in the conversation, you, you need, need to, to hear know. that he has something to say. Yeah. Always. There's never a moment where he doesn't have something to say. Yeah. If he is speechless, that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also the we pigs find out, flew that, that moment. We find out that Steve Martin has a wife because he calls her and tells her he's yeah, coming and in late. And there's little baby Joey Lawrence. Oh, Joey Lawrence. I, I had a crush on him when I was little. Oh, why? <laughs> you had a crush on so many child actors. It's a little suspect. Well, whenever, whenever I saw him, I was like, oh, he's so cute. He's so much smaller than I remember him. Yeah, and he has that toad haircut that oh. they used to have kids in movies. <laughs> yeah, like a little they got bowl a, cut. Yeah, they look like toads from <laughs> Super Mario. Mario. Yeah, like a big mushroom. Toad. It's the worst Did you know haircut. that those uh, the mushroom caps are not their head? It's actually a hat. Yeah, it is not their head. It's a mushroom cap. It's a mushroom cap. So whenever they were on the plane, I kept thinking like, they're only going to Chicago. Like, it's not that long of a ride. I think I even asked you during, I was like, it's not that long of a ride to Chicago. No, I would say like three hours max. Yeah. But then like, they were on the plane in daylight and it became night, like super late. And like people were falling asleep and he wakes up and he's like, why? Like we're still on the plane. Um, and then they make an announcement saying that they're going to be stopping in 
um, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, home of BTK. That uh, that city. Yeah, I'm pretty hmm. sure. I'm pretty sure it was Wichita, Kansas. Hmm. He was a serial killer, pretty bad dude. Um, still, I think at the time of this movie, he was still at large. I just don't think he had been captured and locked up yet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fun little aside there. <laughs> yeah. So they get off the plane and um, it's like crazy. Like everyone's like, I'm trying to find a another flight out to go somewhere else and make a connecting flight to go back to Chicago. Cause everyone's trying to get to Chicago. Like also Kansas is so far. There was no other state closer. I don't know where Kansas is compared to. <laughs> no, it's actually, uh, I, I think, um, John Hughes, this actually happened to him. Oh. He was flying to Chicago from New York and they had to divert the, the plane to um, Wichita, Kansas. But like, you know, plane stuff is weird. You know, there's a lot of air traffic going on this time of year. So that was probably the nearest place they could find a land. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, they land there and Steve Martin is offered to um, by Dale to go get a, <clears throat> a uh, hotel room. Yeah, because he he they said that they're not going to be flying out anytime soon. So um, he called around at some hotels, and they were all like, "We're booked. We have no room." And Dale offers him. He's like, "Hey, like I can offer you since I stole your, um, since I stole your, like, since I stole your cab, I'll we'll get a. I can get you a hotel." Yeah, and the funny thing about. Dale is whenever he has a situation like this, he's always like, "Oh, I just called one of my friends. I sell him shower curtain rings." Yeah, because you find he's out got he's friends a, everywhere. He's a shower curtain ring salesman, not a shower curtain salesman, not a shower renovation salesman. Just the rings. That's all he sells. Just the rings. And he's actually very good at it too. <laughs> um. So he hops in the cab. This is this crazy cab. There was like. I don't. I don't know what the point of that cab was. It was. I, it looks like it was just a low rider, and they, some local, wherever they were shooting, some local was like, "Oh, I have this crazy car. Oh. If you guys want to use it, because productions do stuff like that." So when I saw that car, I was like, "Oh, that's that wasn't made for the production. They went oh, out and okay. found that guy." Uh, famously in Napoleon Dynamite, which is I know that's I a movie. That movie. Yeah, it's a funny movie. But that weird van that Rico drives, oh, yeah. yeah, that was just a local because they were shooting mm. in Idaho, and they went up to the that person and like, we'll pay you like two hundred dollars if you let us use your van <laughs> or something like that. But so that happens in um, movie productions, hmm. and um, so they go to this hotel and they is this one where they offer the watchers that another one? No, that's a different hotel. Okay. So, like, they go to the hotel and they say, okay, well, we got one room. And Steve Martin's like, oh, like, we have to share a room. Um, And so they go into this room and they're expecting a double bed, but it's a single, not even a queen-size bed. It is, like, a single full bed. Um, And so they're just like, oh, shoot. Like, who's going to sit down first so that they can claim the bed? Um, so the, um, Steve Martin asked him like, Oh, like 
do you, you want, you're going to go take a shower? And he's like, um, no, he asked him, do you want to take a shower? Yeah. It sounded like he's asking, he's like, you want to take a shower with me? Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. That's why he had that weird reaction. He was like, no, I don't want to. Oh. And he's like, no, I meant, do you want to go first? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was reading it as like, oh, do you want to take a shower? Like go first so that I can have the bed. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I read it at. Oh. That's what I thought. Uh, I can understand that. Yeah, he thought he wanted to see if he's like, do you want to take a shower with me? Oh, okay. That's what that he also thought makes he was sense. saying. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I didn't think it was funny in the moment because I didn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, oh, okay. Oh, and I like uh, Dale has a line when they when they get to the hotel and he's like, hey, how you doing? And he says, um, well, I'm still a million dollars shy of being a millionaire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is just a total dad joke. It really tells you what kind of character this guy mm-hmm. is. And he's a he's a jokester. He's a goofball. Yeah. And like at this point in the movie, I'm like, I'm actually and it's, starting it's to not like, like him. A, it's not like a horrible, like, oh, my God, kind of dad jokes. It's like, oh, like it's charming. The dad jokes like the kind of guy he is. He's a very charming guy. Yeah. Even though he's a little bit annoying, he's more charming than annoying. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so they're staying in this hotel room, and Steve Martin is trying to uh, put on his best face for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to, you know, grin and white knuckle through it, but he just can't, and he finally loses it on Dale. Well, before he loses it on Dale, like, one of my questions was, like, you see those, like, vibrating beds? Because the bed is a vibrating bed. He, like, puts a coin in. I see those in movies, but is was that really a thing? I think it was for a very short period of time because I've stayed in a lot of shitty hotels and um, I've never seen one. Okay. (laughs) That's what I thought. I was like, I don't think that that's a really a thing. But so they had this vibrating bed and uh, when they had their fight, when he was yelling at him, he he said, uh, what did you think was going to happen if you put beds on a, or beers on a vibrating bed? They're going to (laughs) explode. I just thought that was the funniest thing. Like, oh that my is. God, I love that. That's what you would do. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, you would drink beer in bed at a hotel and not think, I don't know. I just didn't feel like you wouldn't think about like, <laughs> oh, like these are going to explode if I'm sitting in bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't so be beer, it would be malt liquor. Like, oh, my husband is also a hapless idiot. <laughs> a little bit, but I'm also one too, so it's. But it's also funny to me the way they reveal that is like Steve Martin can't go to sleep and he's like, it's wet mm-hmm. where I sleep. He's like, <laughs> well, if you left the beer on a vibrating bed, it's going to explode when yeah. you open it. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. You know, because most people I think would just show that happening, but the way they did it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you could just tell that they were both having a hard time sleeping in that space. Yeah, and when you see them both in the bed, you realize how tiny it was. Yeah. When they first show it, there's really no scale. You know it's a tiny bed, mm-hmm. but once they're both in it, you're like, that's a tiny, tiny yeah. little bed. And uh, so they finally get to sleep, though. And then I guess it was a taxi driver who came into the room? No, it was just some punk kid. Oh, okay. Because it looked kind of similar to the taxi driver. Yeah, I think they were both wearing like ball caps. But oh, okay. the, the taxi driver was older. Oh, okay. So they came into the room, like they um, opened up the door and then stole both of their money. Yeah. 
And uh, also, there's a part where Steve Martin just completely goes off on um, Candy for being annoying. He just finally loses it. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, he goes off on a long tirade. Yeah. And I don't know, I want to say, like, Steve Martin is such a comedic genius that he came up with half of that stuff mm-hmm. just on the spot. Like, especially the part about going to an insurance convention. He's, I don't remember that part. He, he's like... I could go to an insurance convention oh, yeah. for five days and stand every bit of it. And people would be like, how could you, how did you do it? How can you do it? And he's like, because I spent time with Dale Griffith. I spent five minutes with Dale Griffith. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. a good, that was a good monologue. Yeah. And also just John Candy's expression mm-hmm. throughout the His whole reactions thing. His reaction like, to all of that. Like he got shot in the heart. It was so sad. I know. You <laughs> felt so bad for him, but also you're like, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Because you know those people. There are those people that you're like, oh, my God, you can just please stop talking. You're so like, I don't want to deal with this right now. And you keep coming up, which is what was happening to Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have known those people um, in my life. And I know definitely like when I was in the army, you get stuck with people who you don't like mm-hmm. fully all the time, or maybe you don't like them, but you, you can handle being around them. You can handle being around them for maybe an hour or two, mm-hmm. but then you're stuck as this person's roommate oh. and then you're going to work with them every day. That and then you're horrible. You're seeing them on the weekends. Yeah. It's really hard. Like even in those situations, best friends would fight at some point, but imagine you're going like mm-hmm. stuck with Dale for a whole year. Yeah. You know? So it's something that everyone can relate to, mm-hmm. I think. And that's why I think this movie is so good. So they like finally get to go to sleep. Um, the guy comes and steals their money. And then they wake up and Dale is like cuddling him. Yes. They wake up and they are none the wiser. He kisses his ear. It was so cute. <laughs> it was so sensual. <laughs> that kiss was so like tender. <laughs> Uh, and they they're both smiling like cuddling up it was yeah. so cute <laughs> Aaron loves male on male affection it was sweet <laughs> I thought it was really funny yeah hey, but you specifically like the line about like you're holding my hand yeah he, well he goes hand? well he goes so they're laying there and he goes Dale why'd you kiss my ear and then Dale opens his eyes and he sees that um what's his name Steve Martin's character? Neil. Neil is, he's like, Neil, why are you holding my hand? And Neil goes, where's your other hand? And Dale says, in between the two pillows. And he goes, those aren't two pillows. (laughs) And they stand up and they're all icked out. I thought that was the funniest thing. Uh, Yeah, I did too. A little butt cheek joke. Also, like the little subtleties they put in there, like, oh, you catch that Bears game? Like they're trying to act more manly. (laughs) Like I would never touch another man's butt. I don't even clean my own butt, you know, like that. <laughs> I don't even wash my feet. I don't, I don't wash wa- my legs. No, I'm, like you heard that thing. Like guys won't wash their. Yeah, ass they don't wash their butt. Yeah, butt cracks because they're like it's gay. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Oh no! I'll so, my guys, wash your butt. It please wash feels your butt. So good to have a clean <laughs> asshole. It's my favorite thing about taking a shower: having a clean asshole. 
just a PSA. Now you know. I'm just like scrubbing my body. Like gets all the itches off. Yeah. Not like I'm itchy, but like (laughs) just gets all that dead skin off and you just feel so itchless (laughs) because you scratched all your body. I like a good rough loofah or like a nice, like coarse wash rag. Nothing, nothing better than a coarse rough wash rag. (laughs) You know, like there's like those rags, they're super soft and you're like, you put it on your arm. Like, I'm just like, I could just do this with my hand. It's so soft. It's not like abrasive at all. Yeah. I like it rough in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) I like my showers rough. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, um, a nice coarse wash rag is really good to get the like the oil and grime off of you. Mm-hmm. I've never found anything better that works than just a good old-fashioned wash rag. Wash rag. But anyway, they wind up at a diner in... Uh, they're talking and they decide, like, well, maybe we should take a train. Yeah, and so, I th- he, so Dale says, like, oh, like, I have a friend who can... Who's... Oh, no, it's the hotel owner's son they're going to take them to the train so that they can ride the train closer to Chicago. And, um, the Owen comes in with his family. That family was a gym. The, the whole, the, that whole character cracked me up. Cause it reminded me of a lot of people in Kirbyville. <laughs> and so it, that, those people reminded you of your small town that you grew up in. Yes. They reminded me very much of those, people there not everyone's like that but there's a lot of people that were and uh not my not my jive no but i did like the guy i think his name is dylan baker this was his debut i mean he works he's been in tons of stuff okay but uh he was really funny playing that character (laughs) just making all those disgusting noises and weird faces and he spits in his hand before he's oh my gosh that moment i literally was like (laughs) i almost threw up it was so gross and then after after like we met that family i was like this is a very gaggy show it's full of gags like physical gags no like here's a gag here here's a gag there here's a gag you know what i mean by gag like a little like jokes hokey Oh, little right, hokey right, jokes right. Yeah. every second, uh-huh. which is what this movie is. Yes, this is this is. Uh, if you don't like hokey, this isn't the movie for you. <laughs> but if you do like hokey, it's great. Yeah, it's it's a good kind of hokey, and it's it's filled with jokes. It's one of those movies that's just a vehicle for joke writing. Yes, just, that's all this is. It's just ways for people, ways for the writers to tell a joke, tell another joke. Mm-hmm. What's another joke? Yeah. Like uh, when they're like almost about to crash the car and they're like spinning out and then you see them both as skeletons and then you see Dale as a devil. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was so funny. That, that was my favorite part in the movie when they, <laughs> when the whole sequence of them driving backwards on the highway was my favorite part of the whole movie. And I remembered it from when I was a kid when we were watching it last night, I was like, Oh, I remember this part. Mm. I remember that and him wiping his face with a giant pair of underwear. Oh, Those yeah. are the two things that I remember from when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, but also the redneck guy, he gets his wife out to, um, oh, Aaron, work text, really? Come on. 
<laughs> no, it's not work related. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, anyway, so he gets his wife out of the car to help with the bags, and she doesn't even have a line. But mm-hmm. she said, he says, she may look skinny and small, but she's strong. She pushed a baby out sideways and didn't scream or holler or nothing. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, that we both family. Both. That fi- that that family reminded me of Kirbyville. So yeah, I would have liked I it. it was if, really funny. I would have liked it if they had come back at the end for something. Oh. <laughs> but it would have been hard to write them like going from to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next in the movie, they go to the train and they break up. Steve Martin. Figures Finally out a, gets a, a ticket that's away from him. Yes. So they, they split up on the plane. on the Too on many the modes train. of transportation. Too many modes of transportation. Well, it's called trains, planes, and automobiles for a reason, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, then the train breaks down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. And they make them walk for some reason. For The guy said an hour away. And if you walk for an hour that way, it'll be, you'll go into another town. Wow. Yeah. And then you can ride a bus. Oh. So when this happens, I, I actually knew somebody who um, took Amtrak because there was an Amtrak line between Savannah and Fayetteville, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and it broke down one time. Oh but my Amtrak had to call a charter bus. Oh, when the train okay. breaks down, it's not your responsibility to be like, oh, well, now you have to go figure out. Yeah. Just walk to your destination from now. They're still responsible for you, getting you to your destination. Mm. So. Well, because like they were in the middle of like there were no roads next to them. Yeah, you're right. So what happens if that's the case? Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's just a movie. So who cares? And then, but they wait, get on the they... they get on the bus and then they go to the place where they get the rental car. The bus takes right. them to the rental car. Also, something I realized at this moment was that Dale put the ca- put his card in. No, D- Dale Dale didn't pay for the hotel. Neil did. Neil Steve Martin's character put the money in for the hotel. He put the money in for the train tickets, the bus, all of that. Yeah, he's paying for all of it pretty much. But isn't it at the Grand? Where does Dale Dale sell all the shower curtain rings? There's a whole. It's scene. before they get on the bus. Okay, so they go to the Greyhound bus station, and they don't have any money. So uh, Dale gets busy selling shower rings to people as different things. So like, there's one point where he's like, "Oh, these are genuine." Um, hand autographed rings from or earrings from this person. And so like everyone's starting to wear them in different ways. Like it's a ponytail holder. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't think that actually happens, but like he's just selling them as other things besides shower rings. Yeah. The things I remember was he, he says one, he's like, it's really light because it has helium inside. Oh yeah. (laughs) There's like clear ones. It's really light. It's got helium. Yeah. There's a ton of good jokes. And he tells like a group of girls, like, Oh, they, those uh, he, they have them on their ears like earrings, yeah. and it looks really funny because they're mm-hmm. big. And he's like, you know, this makes you look older. It makes you look uh, eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, hand you the money immediately. Yeah. So they're showing what a good salesman he is. That he got them money, and then they get on the bus. 
Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, it was we noticed that it was rated R for sexual content. Yes. And uh, we think we know why because of the The only bus. time anyone has any kind of like sexual content is on the bus. There's this couple that's just making out, like hardcore making out. But that's it. They don't do anything else. No, it's very gratuitous, Aaron. Uh, is it? Yes, it was. Their lips were touching. Yeah, but they were both male. Well, they were male. And we don't and know what they were doing off screen. We don't know where their hands were. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Pretty maybe sure they were on screen. Maybe that girl's hands were in between two pillows. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, could have been kinky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they're singing songs on the bus, and Steve Martin comes up. Do you know that song that he was doing? No. I have no clue what that song was. And they, apparently nobody else on the bus did. Yeah. Maybe it was an unlicensed song, so they didn't have to pay for it. Mm, I bet. And then everybody just looks at him like he's crazy. And uh, John Candy just goes, Flintstones. Flintstones. <laughs> Meet the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, which is a very fun song to sing. So you're also seeing that Dale, like he gets people and people like him. Yeah. Like he understands how to um, make people. And make connections. Yeah, make people happy. We haven't really shown ever like like Steve Martin being nice to anybody no. or yeah he's just very business mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie which is which is kind of helped set up at the beginning showing that he's like a corporate kind of guy like he's in marketing yeah they show him in marketing which is not interesting mm-hmm. he's in a stuffy office with a bunch of other stuffy suits yeah in, uh, also, I was thinking about it. Why was he in New York when he lives in Chicago? Is that like something marketing people travel a lot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, just people in business travel. Oh, okay. Like my dad um, traveled around when I was a kid. He was always going on business trips. Thank God. <laughs> my life was so much better when he wasn't around. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this whole movie kind of reminds me of like how it is to be like to spend time with my family because my family is uh, they never take like they never make a beeline to anything. They always take the long route around and it's like, oh, well, we're going to go. We got to go get some groceries. So we're going to go to the groceries, but we're going to first go to the toy section, see what over what kind of toys we could get someone else for a, a present or something. And then we're going to go and look at the clothes and then we'll go over here and then we'll finally go get the actual groceries. But then whenever we get to the checkout, Oh, look, look, this is cool. Look, let's get that. Oh my God. It's constantly like that, which is not like you and I. No, no, we are very much like go by the book. This is the plan. We're going to do that. No, uh, we're not. We don't go by the book, but we go off plan sometimes, mm-hmm. but we talk it over. Yes. And But we are very mission oriented people. Like we're going to the store. We're going to buy this one thing and we're going to leave. <laughs> you more so than I, but. Yeah, a little more than you, but. But I'm not as much as my family. Like it's not just, it's not just like my parents, like my whole entire family is like that. And so like when we have like parties at my parent like family's house or like do things like that like it's always like oh we got to do the long way around which is what this movie is going the long way yeah um i there was a joke that i made about your family once and it was like hey i have an idea 
Let's do the most inconvenient thing we can think of right now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it feels like to be yeah. with your family. It's like, well, like literally, like there were times when I was younger and like my dad would say, oh, well, we're going to take the back roads because it's quicker and it's not quicker <laughs> to go through the back roads. It's not. It's never been quicker. And there's been so many times where he's like, oh, well, it's faster if you go this way. And it's like, well, technically, if you're riding on the highway, you're driving faster. So you get to your destination quicker. Yeah, but the distance is shorter. (laughs) Like, that's not what I'm worried about. That's 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 my family. Like, let's take the long way around. Just because. Just because. Yeah. No, no, no reason for it. Just let's just take the long way around. They just love inconvenience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, um, yet they split up again after the bus ride, and uh, Steve. Well, Martin- yeah, because Steve Martin, like, they're at the restaurant, and he's like, "I'm sick of it. I don't want to be here anymore with you." Well, he doesn't say that like that, but he's like, "Like this is this is where we need to part ways. We need to part ways. I'm gonna go get a rental car." You live your life. And so he goes to get a rental car. The dr- bus drives him out to this huge parking lot, and his car's gone. Yep. He finds the spot that his car's supposed to be in, and there's two skid marks there. Mm-hmm. So and someone stole that car. Yes. And since the if you've ever gone to the airport, you'll know that sometimes the rental car places are pretty far away from the airport. Mm-hmm. You have to take a little shuttle bus to get to them. So now there's no bus but I was thinking, like, couldn't he just wait for the next bus to come? Probably. But anyway, he says he walk, He has to walk back in the snow, and his shoes get all wet. And mm-hmm. he's really mad when he gets up there, and the woman who plays the secretary to the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off is there. And she's just having, like, a nice phone conversation. Yeah. And <laughs> it's really funny. She's like, oh, you know what I could make? Yeah. I don't I can't. I did a voice pretty bad. Yeah. Can you do it? Um. Oh, I could make, um, I don't know. What is something? Oh, yeah. I'll make the turkey. You make the pie. Oh, that'll be wonderful. <laughs> like, kind of like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Thank you. Better than mine, for sure. And so she gets off the phone. It's really Midwestern. Yeah, it's very Midwestern. Uh, but John uses a Chicago guy. He uses Chicago in all of his movies. You know, that's his thing. And I'm, I bet you this woman is in at least one more of his movies. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. She's probably in 16 Candles. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long, long time. I love that movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. We're just going to, this is going to turn into the John Hughes podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've already done two of his movies. So he's mad and he curses at her. He's saying like fucking every other word. Yeah. And she, and he, she goes, well, do you have your receipt? Are your um your rental agreement? And he goes, No, I threw it. She goes, Well, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely gets the last laugh, and you yeah. like it. Uh, yes. Yes. So it cuts to him trying to get a cab. Yeah, he's go he goes out to the front and he tries to get a cab, and the guy that's giving out cabs like punches him in the face because he was being an asshole to him. And um he almost gets hit by a car that Dale is driving. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember he says to that guy, like, if I wanted to see a joke, I'd follow you into the bathroom and watch you take a piss. Oh, no. I didn't (laughs) didn't hear that. I didn't recognize that. Yeah, that's what causes him to punch him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then 
oh man, I hate this so much. Um, like he picks them up by the balls. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but then they do that trope of like his voice is higher now. Yes. Which I hate that. It's the dumbest. Like I hate mm-hmm. nut shots in movies, which John Hughes seems to be a fan of because he does it in Home Alone too. Mm, yeah. But um, anyway, I thought that was that part threw me. I'm like, Ugh, God. Mm-hmm. So now they're in the car. Yeah, they're in the car and they're kind of well. Neil is driving initially. Um, why did they stop and switch? I can't remember why. I don't. Know, I think just to take a break. Okay. I don't. I don't recall that moment like when they like switched. Um, cause I remember watching him drive and, uh, this all, it was so gaggy, <laughs> like, uh, Dale is like finicking with the seat and it won't get, he's like, I got to get comfortable. I have a bad back. I can't, uh, and every time you move it, it gets more uncomfortable and I can't get, uh, in the right position. And he says, well, stop messing with it. Um, cause you're going to break it. And then I, then I, remember like them being switched and he's trying to fix the seat um and it's broken yeah he breaks the seat because Mm -hmm. he's moving around in it and then so when steve martin gets in the seat he's like the seat's broken and Mm -hmm. it smashes his face into the windshield yeah very (laughs) gaggy and um but later on like he falls asleep how he's like jamming to music and i don't know how steve martin is asleep with all that music going on he was like it was so loud and he didn't wake up and there was something else that happened. I can't remember what happened before the wreck. Uh, he gets his coat caught in the seat oh, yeah. and he can't steer and he's trying to get his coat off. Yeah. And also he flicks a cigarette butt in the back seat, yes. which later starts the fire, but it's important. I like the part with the, the sleeves mm-hmm. because that's how he gets the car turned around and goes the yes. wrong way because like a lot of movies, when they do something like that, they don't get a good explanation of how a car can get turned around and go the wrong way. Well, that's not what caused it. So he, he gets his like coat caught and he's dry and he like swerves off the road and they're almost in a lake or something. And he finally gets his hands out and stops the car. Um, and then Neil says like, Oh, well, what are you doing? Like, and he's like, oh, nothing. He's like, it's hot in here. You should take off your parka. parka. <laughs> uh, so he's like, yeah, that's smart. And then he continues driving with his parka on. <laughs> I noticed his blue jacket was still on. And I was like, hmm. But the thing was, the car spun around. Yeah, so, but they were off on a different road. And then you see them go into the yeah, exit. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. But um, uh, the car spins around, so he forgets which direction he's going. And then it shows them passing the exit sign. And you're like, oh, if I can see the side that says exit, that mm-hmm. means they're going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is really pretty smart writing. Yeah. Because in a lot of movies like this, they but you don't. you saw him exit. You yeah. saw him exit to, through that exit. I know. And but so I'm he... just saying when he gets back on that they show it. it may no, it, I know. It immediately registers with you. It's like, oh, they're going the wrong way. Yes, I know. And I'm also saying that it helps that he takes that exit and then you see him coming on that same exit. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So that tells it even more. So mm-hmm. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> the writing was good. Wait, you weren't letting me finish. Okay. So, but, um, so they're going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just saying like, that's 
good writing because a lot of movies like this, they um, they don't write it sure. believably. Mm-hmm. They just go, well, how did they get, why would they go on the freeway? And this is like, oh, they didn't know. It was dark. He mm-hmm. was completely occupied trying to get his arms free. Mm-hmm. Like if you couldn't steer a car... You wouldn't be thinking about anything else, yeah. But the fact that, like, I gotta get control of this car. Yeah, again. he starts. Um, he like grabs it with his thighs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever that happens, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, he got some. How how are you able to push the pedal and also steer with both of your legs? <laughs> <laughs> and then the part with the skeleton, we already talked about it. But the skeleton, the and skeleton then- of the devil, was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Yeah. <laughs> the spinning around, <laughs> just them screaming, and then he he turned like you see them both as skeletons, and then you uh, you see Steve Martin regular, and then you go to Dale, and uh, he's like laughing maniacally in a <laughs> yeah, in a devil costume, and the devil costume was not a good devil costume. No, no, <laughs> it was like Halloween. Like, store yeah, it was it was costume. definitely a Halloween store costume, spirit Halloween. And uh, the skeleton didn't look good either. It looked like something kind of like a, a junior high science mm-hmm. class. But it was so unexpected. Yeah. You like Of all the images you thought you would see in that moment, a mm-hmm. skeleton and then a guy in a yeah. devil costume <laughs> wasn't it. It was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, it was definitely funny. Yeah. The funniest part. Uh-huh. And then so they survive that and they go sit down and the car catches fire. Yeah, they well, the, they stop after they run through two trucks in the between them, and um, he stops on his brakes, and the the trunk that was on that was tied to the back flips over and onto the highway in front of them. So they they turn the car around and, and pull it over, and then they drag the trunk from off the road onto the side, and they just sit there and they're just like, oh my god, just contemplating life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're. Like, so disheveled from almost dying underneath two semis. Mm-hmm. Because they, they start laughing. Yeah, because we didn't say that, like, they literally go in between two yeah. semis, which I don't know why semis would be on the highway right neck and neck with each other. It doesn't make sense. Mm, I've seen it. No, but it's for a long time that they're driving like that. Maybe. One, no, one, no, you couldn't do that. <laughs> Why? One has to be passing. They wouldn't be driving the exact same speed side by side on a two lane highway. Okay. Is that like a law? <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't drive semi trucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Like for a minute, maybe, but not for as long as that sequence was. Because they show the trucks pretty early and they're just right side by side. Yeah. But whatever. It's a movie. And then they go and like. In between it and there's sparks flying mm-hmm. on the side of the car and everything. So they just had a near-death experience. And now they're... they're laughing car, about it. Yeah, and they're laughing about it. And they see the car once the car... They're like laughing about... Oh, yeah, they're laughing. Experience. Yeah. They're just watching the car burn and laughing. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's when you find out that the their credit cards got mixed up. And Well, Dylan never had a credit card. Yeah, he had Steve Martin's. Why did he have Steve Martin's? Because when they were in that first hotel, the the clerk mixed their credit cards up because they looked similar. Mm-hmm. I and then he that. said, remember he said, I put it back in your wallet? Yeah. And his wallet was in the car. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But also Dale. So Steve Martin had both of their credit cards. I guess. That, the credit card little situation was kind of like not the best writing. It, no. it was a little confusing. And then it also like whenever I was thinking about it, if, if they switched it up and so Steve Martin would have his card and Dale would have had Steve Martin's card, but that's not what happened. Yeah. The credit card thing was confusing and it's the only thing that doesn't kind of. Yeah. I noticed it, well. but I didn't, it didn't like make sense. Yeah. Also with modern audiences credit, cause everybody has debit cards now mm-hmm. back then, like in the eighties credit cards were different. I don't really know what it was like. <laughs> I wasn't born. <laughs> well, there was all these different credit card companies cause they were trying to compete. Mm-hmm. And then, um, people had them. So you didn't have to carry a bunch of cash around. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there were credit cards that were sp- specifically for places. Yeah. So every department store had a credit card. You could, you have your Macy's card and mm-hmm. your Neiman Marcus card and all that stuff. It just, it's kind of, it didn't age well. Mm-hmm. Right. But, he did. He had Steve Martin's card and he paid for the uh, rental car with it, yeah. which is how he was able to go pick it up. Which is also like, how did Steve Martin get a, get the rental car? Yeah. He didn't have his. Yeah. I don't know. That's why it doesn't make, yeah, yeah it doesn't make a lot of That's sense. What I'm saying like it's the card thing is not a good gag. No, it's not, <clears> but <throat> it does in this part. He he says he left his wallet in the car, mm-hmm. and so they go to get it, and it's well. They go to the they get the car to a hotel. Right. They probably throw a bunch of snow on the car to get. Yeah. It to- <laughs> so they get the car to the hotel, and they um, they pull up to the or they walk into the hotel office, and he's like. He's like, okay, do you have a credit? Do you like your room would be this much? And he goes, I have this card, this card, and this card, and they're all burnt to a crisp. And he's like, these aren't credit cards. And I think he says they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he then off. He's like, well, I have fi- the hotel was like forty something bucks, and he goes, oh, I have seventeen, and some kind of wallet or um, watch. I think it was a Casio watch. No, that was the one that Dale had. Oh, okay. That was the joke watch. Yeah. Because it was like a cheap digital watch. He had like a Seiko or something like that. It wasn't the one they always use in movies is Rolex. I yeah. This Rolex, but he didn't do that. It wasn't as nice as a Rolex, mm. but um, <laughs> I I'm remember not a watch that. person, so I don't, I don't really know much about watches. No, neither am I, but I just remember this when I was a kid, like it was a trope in movies for someone yeah. to be like, Oh, um, you owe me this much money. And like, I don't have it. You're like, well, that's a pretty nice watch you got. Mm-hmm. Like that was in so many movies. Yeah. Yeah. So he's able to get a room and then Dale tries to offer the guy a Cassia watch. Yeah. And $2. And $2. And he's like, no. What is, when you hear the word Cassia, what does that make you think of? I have no idea. When it, it makes me always, every time I hear it, it makes me think of like a cheap digital keyboard. Oh, you remember those? okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those were so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I miss those. <laughs> like you'd get one of those from, for Christmas from your grandmother and you'd like set it to, I don't know, tuba and you'd hit the button. Rawr, rawr, 
Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. So then Dale is sleeping out in the car, which now has no roof, and yeah. he's beating himself up. Mm-hmm. It feels so bad for him. Yeah. And he's saying, like, oh, my wife was right, yeah. and all this. And he's always talking about his wife. Yeah. And he has pictures of her. He has pictures of her, and it sounds like they're the sweetest couple. Yeah. And uh, Steve Martin finally shows a little bit of humanity in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is the first nice thing he's done the whole yeah. movie. He he looks out the window and he sees that he's just sitting in this car and it's freezing and he goes, come on in. And so they, they start drinking like travel size tequila and like yeah, the, alcohol. Um, the flight attendant cart little. Yeah. 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 Do they give those out on planes? Yeah. Oh, right. You haven't been on a plane. Still? No. Well, the thing is, the drink cart comes by, and they'll say, do you want a drink? And if you just want Coke or something like that, it's free. But if you want a beverage, mm-hmm. you can say, oh, like, I'll get, I'll have the $10 beer or whatever. Oh, but okay. they have the little shots, so they, if you're like, oh, I want a screwdriver. They just pour you a little Yeah, shirt. they'll pour you some orange juice, and they'll pour a whole one of those. Because I think oh, okay. each one of those bottles is just one ounce. Oh, Maybe okay. two. I don't know. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a whole bunch of those because he's a traveling salesman. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did these beds have vibrators? I can... Did not. No, they didn't. And there were two beds, so they weren't sleeping in the same bed anyways. <laughs> yeah, but they were also tiny beds too, I Yeah, remember. they were small. <laughs> so then they wake up in the morning and they're trying to get their car unstuck and they drive it... Into the building. Yes. Knocking the whole front of the room they were just in yeah. down. And Steve Martin is just like, let's just go, let's go, and <laughs> just like, go. he's kind of starting to embrace the the, the craziness the of that cra- life. Yeah, <laughs> how how like Dale kind of just goes with it. Yeah, yeah, and look. so he's like, okay, well, I guess I can go with it too. Yeah, he's starting to be a little more happy go lucky like Dale, and he he thinks like, oh, Dale's gonna he's gonna he is actually gonna try to get me home. Yeah, so he they like drive away and then they get pulled over by a cop. Um, who's like, this isn't street legal. <laughs> yeah. And who was that cop? Some guy from Breaking, no, not Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Saul. Yes. <laughs> Michael McKeon from Better Call Saul and many other he things. He was way young. Yeah. He, he was so really young. young. We need to watch this as Spinal Tap. You know that movie? No. It's the, it's a mockumentary about a metal band, an 80s metal hmm. band. It's really funny. Oh. You okay. know the, um. There was a movie about a metal band, but it had uh, Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is funny, but not because it's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that I, movie I, is, I know that movie. That movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's not supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be serious? Yeah. Rockstar. Oh, I thought it was like a comedy. Well, I mean, it's definitely funny. Okay. <laughs> no, I think there's moments of it that are supposed to intentionally be funny, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be like this guy's journey as an artist. Oh, okay. Um, but like, so he pulls him over and then he's like, I can't let you drive anywhere else after this. Also, we have no clue where they're at. Um, uh, the last place they were in was Illinois. There was a sign near this part of the movie that said 102 miles to Chicago. Oh, okay. So they're pretty close. So within a couple hours. Oh, okay. Um, but I, after that, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what happens to get them to the train. They, um, 
the car gets impounded, and then they have to go in the dairy truck. Remember the oh, truck that was yeah. hauling that cheese? He's like, as long as it has heater, like it has a working heater, and then the truck driver is like, uh, uh, doesn't want anyone to ride in the the cab. Yeah. So it's um, it's an industry term would be reefer. Reefer. Yeah, that's what they call those types of trailers. Oh. Reefer, because it stands for refrigerated. Oh, okay. I, I remember the first time I worked somewhere, but they they had reefers. The guy was like, "Hey, go work on that reefer over there." And I was like, "What is it? A weed truck?" <laughs> you got, that's what I thought. You hauling weed in there? <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's, that's the doobie truck. Yeah, and that's after that. That's when they finally get to the subway train station. Yeah, they get to the subway train station, and like he's super close to home. Like he just has to ride the train and get there. Right. Um, he gets on the train and then he he realizes like that Dale's wife is not living anymore. Other like he, also known as dead. Yes. <laughs> she is deceased. But I he doesn't tell you that. Like he like is thinking about it and he's like, um, I don't really have a home. Or no, he doesn't say that. Well he's he's remembering the trip and mm-hmm. he's like he's smiling. And kind of like welling up with tears because he's like, oh, I met, I made this friend. Yeah. And you Told think. Told you there would be BFS. <laughs> and you think watching it, you're like, wow, this might be Steve Martin's only friend. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't seem like a very nice guy. And then he, he's, he sort of remembers like him talking about his wife. And he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. And he goes back. And he, he's like sitting there by himself. And he goes. I don't know. I don't remember what he says to him, but Dale then says like, yeah, I don't have a home. She's, she's been dead eight years. Yeah. And whenever he said that, I was like, she's whenever he was on the train and it showed them both carrying the trunk. I was like, she's dead and in the trunk. But then he said eight years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she'd be mummified and not that heavy. Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like mummies would also still be heavy. Yeah, but the the whole trunk is just you go. Oh, all his stuff is in that. Yeah, trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is I, why I thought it would be funny if his wife was in the trunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my wife died a few or eight years ago. You, She's right here. You want to see? Her? You want to <laughs> get a little look? See? <laughs> I can let you do a little more. I, I let you do a little more for fifty bucks. No, no, no. I said, haven't been home in years, years, years. Maria's dead and in the trunk. <laughs> and then I have little eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so she is dead. And I just keep thinking, what's in the trunk? <laughs> I don't know that movie, but I know that's a reference to a movie. Yeah, Seven. I don't know that movie. Yeah, Brad Pitt at the end. He's like, what's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah. And it says, well. We might watch that movie. So. I don't think it tell, doesn't tell you, right? Oh, no. You find out what's in there. Oh, okay. But I won't tell I'm, you. I'm excited to find out what's in that box. <laughs> Maybe we should put that movie on the list. Yeah. It's called Seven? Yeah, Seven. Because of Seven Deadly Sins or something like that. Ooh. I haven't seen the movie in a real long time. But it was it was a real popular movie when I was a kid. Uh, and so, anyway, did you notice that like this is the first time in the movie where Dale's been quiet too? Yeah. Like he doesn't really have a whole lot to say mm-hmm. once Steve Martin figures it out. He's just like, oh, I've been found out. Yeah. I'm not the guy that I'm not the jolly fat man who makes everybody happy, you know? Yeah. I'm a guy that's trying to deal with the death of his wife after eight years. Yeah. And that he's secretly very, very sad inside. Mm-hmm. And 
and he can't he doesn't want to have a home because he'll have he'll be stuck with the idea that his wife is never going to yeah. be there with him that's very sad yeah so he invites him to to thanksgiving dinner also you see all this prop food it is the prettiest prop food yeah. ever yeah that turkey i don't know what that turkey was made of but. well the, that was the that was at the end when the marketing guy came back and he was like looking at those pictures again but the turkey like they took it out of an oven they had a, a pie there were lots of stuff and it was gorgeous and i was like that is so unrealistic <laughs> but they were gorgeous that turkey's so hot i'm gonna fuck it oh my gosh no absolutely not that's <laughs> disgusting that sexy sexy turkey so that's pretty much the end of the movie. It yeah. ends right there. There's a freeze fa- freeze frame on John Candy's face. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, I want to ask you, what is your no bullshit assessment of this movie? So, I thought it was a fun movie to watch, but I don't think I would watch it again. Or because it's so gaggy. Like there's so many, it's, it's just constant gag after gag. And so after like a couple gags, I was like, okay, I'm done. I just felt like I was kind of done after like 15 gags, you know, like there was just so many gags and they weren't, they weren't like long gags. They were short gags. Like it was like a, an SNL skit times a billion. Yes. It was a a very long SNL sketch. Yes. (laughs) It could have been. But um, it's it's like Night at the Roxbury or like those kind of movies where it's just gag after gag. Yeah, I think as a road trip comedy, it's very dated. Yeah. But since it was the one that inspired all these other ones, you have to respect it. And, oh yeah, you know. I I don't I didn't think it was a bad movie at all. I thought it was actually pretty good. It's just I wouldn't watch it again. Cause yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying all to those Im- gags. Just, and I'm not trying to imply that you should like it more. It's just that's how I feel about it. That mm-hmm. um, a lot of times the f- the first person to do something, it's not as good as like people who have improved it further down the line. Mm-hmm. It, you, there's a long time, to- a lot of there's a long period of time where you go without jokes or any emotion in the movie. Yeah, it really doesn't. It's not until the third act that you really feel super invested in either one of the characters. I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah, but- not until like. Mm, I don't. I don't even. I don't even think of a time like I'm like okay now I like these people. Like I've always the whole time I was like Steve Martin's a jerk, and the other guy's annoying like my like someone I know. <laughs> yeah. Also the the fact that Steve Martin is the main character mm-hmm. and he doesn't ever have a save the cat moment. Yeah. Or anything. Well, except for like at the very end. But right? yeah, I mean. You're supposed to have something like that in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it, for John Hughes, it's there's a little bit of emotionality missing. Yeah, that his other movies definitely have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because his movies are all about the human condition, mm-hmm. and they're very realistic. Which is probably why it doesn't really work very well because this is such a gaggy show. I keep saying that, but it is. <laughs> no, it is. Like, You're it's, right. It's this constant. Shtick after shtick. Yeah, that's what, um, I mean, that's what Home Alone. Which kind of loses the the funniness of it. But Home Alone, you like, 
you like relate to people a lot more. Yeah. You relate to Kevin because he, he's a little shit, but he's mm-hmm. a kid. And yeah. you're like, I was a shit when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you relate better. The gags are better in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's, um, but he, he can, he does write gaggy movies like that. Yeah. That you say, but I, I would rather watch something like 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, The Breakfast Club. Mm, absolutely, yeah. All those, all those characters are really going through it. Mm-hmm. And I love it. That's what I yeah. like about his movies. This, I would watch it if somebody else wanted to watch it, like around Thanksgiving time. Yeah. But I'm not going to pull it out and be like, hey, yeah, guys. Watch this yeah. Movie. <laughs> all right. So that was our review of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. We're going to do a little segment. That I didn't name. I got all that prep work done, and I didn't think of a name. Okay. <laughs> well, well, what is it? Try to think of a name now. Off the top of your head. Um, Off the top of your noggin. The Variety Trades Hours. Okay, so sometimes this... I'm not going to think of a name. I'm just not going to be able to. But um, sometimes this movie, this movie, this podcast is a little bit educational. So we're going to learn something about the film industry today. Have you ever heard of AFM? I'll save you the trouble. You haven't heard of it. Okay. Well, I was going to say, is it AMFM Radio? No, it's not AMFM Radio. Radio. It stands for American Film Market. Okay. So in the film industry, there's all these people, producers, studios, writers, directors, and they're all trying to get movies made. So there'll be a convention called American Film Market, and it'll just be in a big hotel, and everybody is going there trying to either get money to make a movie or maybe to sell their movie to a large company that can distribute it and put it in a lot of theaters. It's just a place where people are just trying to make deals for movies. Okay. All right. And what a lot of people don't know is that not every production company is like Disney and Paramount and Sony. They don't have a lot of money. There's smaller production companies that have a very limited staff. They don't have deep pockets. So they have to go and beg other people for money to get their movies made. And one of these companies would be Canon Films. Okay. Canon I, Films, I think I've heard of Canon. Yeah, probably because I've talked about them. But Canon was this infamous company. And they made a lot of really terrible movies. And they made movies like uh, Over the Top with mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone. It's an arm wrestling movie. Mm, okay, I've never seen that. A lot of their movies, like, they didn't make Roadhouse, but... Roadhouse is a very canon-like movie. Okay. Right? And canon was made up of these two dudes, um, Menachem Golem and Yoram Globus. And they were... Some great names. Yes. Well, they were, they were Israeli, right? Okay. And they were... Still great names. They started out as bankers. Oh, okay. Right? They weren't... They didn't originate in the film industry, but they came here... And because they were bankers, they were really good at getting money from people. Mm-hmm. So they got tons and tons of movie made, hmm. right? And this is their um, – famously, 
They wanted Sylvester Stallone for Over the Top, which is an arm wrestling movie, and he didn't want to do it. So they just kept offering him more and more money. I think they offered him like $12 million in the mid-80s to make that movie. Wow. Yeah. So they were very good at acquiring money, but not very good at making movies. Okay. So what we're about to watch is their reel that they were showing at AFM to try to get money to get these movies made. You'll recognize some of these movies and some of these other ones. You'll be like, what the hell is that? Okay. And uh, So this is like a compilation of different reels? Yeah. It's it's one reel with a bunch of little short commercial-like things mm-hmm. so that an investor would see you be like, I want to give you a million dollars to make this. Okay. Right? I like that movie. And they don't actually have very much footage to show. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly a guy talking. Okay. Um, and if you want to watch the video, we I left a link in the description. So just click on it and you can go watch this on YouTube. So without any further ado. Canon Films presents an outstanding lineup of films for 1986 and beyond. Major filmmakers, major stars, major motion pictures. Next. Sylvester Stallone hits the road in an 18-wheeler and heads out to become a world-class champion. It's just images, not even video. With his bare hands <laughs> and going over the top. This is the movie I was just talking about. <laughs> they want him to be a truck driver? Yeah. He, he was. Oh, so this is actually a movie. Kramer yeah. Kramer. Like I said, some of these got made and some of them did. His most powerful portrayal as Joseph Labrava, an ex-CIA agent trying to live in peace while the mob prepares for war in the streets of South That's, Miami. Who is that? From the Dustin hottest Hoffman. novelist in America, Elmore Leonard. Dustin Hoffman stars in Labrava. <laughs> Labrava. The names are ridiculous, yeah. aren't they? Over the top. The legend continues. This one got made. And it's terrible. Returns. Superman. Saga begins. <laughs> Wait, are these like clips from actual Superman movies? Yeah, but earlier movies, not the one that they actually made. Oh. More action. More excitement than ever before. Well, it's a Superman movie. I, Superman I wouldn't doubt their like his biggest adventure yet. <laughs> the, I wouldn't doubt like they were gonna make a billion superhero movies. John Travolta. John Travolta, I'm in. In Saturday Night Fever, he became an overnight Pay close attention. In Greece. He became an international star. Oh, yeah. In Urban Cowboy, he changed the look of America. Now, Canon Films proudly announces John Travolta in his most exciting project yet. What is it? Wait, what is the John oh Travolta? Oh my god, film? what? Unsuspecting city. They have him his under contract, but no movie. Creates I want tomorrow's greatest oh, superhero. No. And they said like, oh, this is going to be his best movie. project yet. <laughs> There's nothing to it. By Joe Zito, based on the characters created by Stan Lee. And they were going to make a Spider-Man movie. That never got what made. What would you do if you witnessed a murder? 
knew what you were you next. Gonna call the cops? And you were a 98-pound weakling. Who are you going to call? Who else? The Ghostbusters. Chuck Norris. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chuck Norris in his first action comedy, Kick and Kick Back. A oh comedy gosh. with a kick. What a, what Look a hilarious. Look at the little shoes on the legs of the case. But the Harry title is not fun business yeah. whatsoever. He's being blackmailed by a vicious porno underworld. Oh. But the mob is in for a surprise because Harry is fighting back. Starring Roy Scheider and Anne Margaret. In 52 Pickup. <laughs> directed by John Frankenheimer. I just imagine somebody dropping a deck of cards. Suspense. <laughs> Roman Polanski, the director who brought you the terror of Rosemary's Baby. That guy looked like um, Pee Wee Herman. These, like, images are so different. Yeah, because they're all from different movies. Now brings you a spellbinding new film for canon. Statutory rapist Roman Polanski. Uh, oh, please. <laughs> Oh my god. He <laughs> Man? Yeah, that movie got made too, and it's oh. pretty insane. It has Courtney Cox from Friends. Motion picture, starring the sensation of Rocky IV, Dolph Lundgren in the action adventure Masters of the Universe. The fantasy becomes a reality. If I was watching these, I'd be like, I don't want any of these movies. <laughs> but you're not watching it because you want you want to make a return on your investment. Colorado. Oh. You're an investor. are keeping house and hiding a most extraordinary secret. It's like Jurassic Park. Housekeeping. <laughs> Diane Keating. From Bill Forsyth, director of Local Hero. Housekeeping. Christopher Reeve is John Fisher, a reporter who needs a story and finds it in the seamy underworld of 42nd Street. Now murder has Fisher caught between the courts and the street. Christopher Reeve. I don't understand the tap dancing thing. There's a musical called 42nd Street. Oh, okay. <laughs> Acclaimed director Andre Konchalovsky. Brings Tom Kempinski's electrifying masterpiece to the screen. Duet for one. <laughs> Julie Andrews, I love her. Max von Sydow in Don't know any of the Duet other guys. For one. Duet for one. It sounds like they're gonna like do some crazy stuff with Julie Andrews. Lives a wizard, maybe Rumpelstiltskin. The magic sorcery. And the secret of the name. Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin, a delightful live-action adventure starring Amy Irving and Trevor Howard. In, in Rumpelstiltskin, isn't he like, I'm going to steal your children? I don't know. Magical stories. I don't really know Rumpelstiltskin very much. It's supposed to be scary. I know if there's something to do with, like, um, a spinning wheel and, like, golden... 
Like, but they have to guess his name, right? Yeah. Or he's going to take their children. I don't know. Take him off the beat. But Burn they just had the wrong tone. Like, Rumble Stinks. Mm-hmm. He's going to take your kids. <laughs> Anthony Quinn recreates his greatest screen triumph as Zorba. From the Smash Broadway musical, adapted from Nico's oh. cousin Zazie's bestseller, Zorba, a man in a on the roof. with life. Anthony Quinn in Zorba, the musical. So what is that, like a spinoff from Fiddler on the Roof? Zorba. But that, his name wasn't Zorba. No. Motion picture, this time Slater. it's personal. He doesn't have a fiddle anymore. He's got a machine gun. <laughs> this time it's Istanbul, personal. Only to find she's been sold into slavery. Lewis Gossett Jr., the, the white slave. That oh is the most problematic title I've ever heard in my life. Oh my gosh, yeah. Can you imagine if a movie came out now called The it's White Slave? Yeah, but not by canon. That was a. I think The Rock was in there or something. Ago, no idea. Audiences across America were horrified by the brutality of a faceless killer. Who is it? Who's the faceless killer? He has no face, Joey. After a decade of silence. But, I mean, he might have a name. BTK. come out of Oh, this is that is, a bike chain? No, this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. They did make Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Oh, okay. Which I love that movie. Dennis Hopper's in it. It's great. Hmm. He had a face. It was somebody else's. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He's learned the ancient ways. He's mastered the supreme martial arts. This looks very 80s. He's ready to stop the largest underworld gamble ever developed. Oh, and Canon Films made a ton of ninja movies. As the American Ninja in American Ninja 2. <laughs> this would also be very problematic if it, if it came out now. America's favorite <laughs> superhero explodes onto the screen, waging a war on today's criminals. Canon Films presents a live-action version of Captain America, directed by Michael Winter. It's so crazy to see, like, they had these ideas of these movies, and then they came to life later on, not by them. Yeah. Corpse. And the truth just might get him killed. Tough guys don't dance. Hey, you know what? Patrick Swayze would say otherwise. Yeah, Patrick Swayze does not agree with that statement. He is Francis a Coppola tough guy. I would dance He killed people in Roadhouse. Do you think that was before or after that movie? Oh, I think it was after. Mm. An astonishing visual extravaganza. It might have been what inspired it. Mm. But uh, I was going to say they should make the title longer. Tough guys don't dance. They get stabby. <laughs> a dazzling look into two worlds touching North, South, a struggle for mystery or mastery. 
North, South is the world in progress. North, South is the world we will shape. Godfrey Reggio, in collaboration with composer Philip Glass. North, South, their direction. One goes up, one goes down. It's the opposite of West. East. It's North South. Oh, King Lear. Modern version by acclaimed author Norman Mailer. King Lear. From the premier director of France, Jean-Luc Godard, comes the timeless story of loyalty, corruption, and power. King Lear. Why doesn't it say Shakespeare's King Lear? It was. That's what he said. In 1969, Joe told the world what he thought about the youth movement. Getting away with murder, <laughs> sex, drugs, pissing on America, fucking up the music. Guy's a real trumper. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, he's the um, he's the monster from uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh. Look at his face again if you see him. Koopa Doopa. <laughs> <laughs> Now, in 1985, Joe has been released from prison. The times have changed, but the man has in their mix. Citizen Joe. He's back. Meet too much. The most revolutionary Starring Bridget Anderson. She looks like she's black eyes. Yeah, that is that is bad, bad makeup. But Dolly does. <laughs> this female rock band wants to play in Hollywood. Oh my god. But the only gig around is playing nursemaid to a bratty kid. Oh my god. Hiring one Dolly Dot gets you six. Canon Films presents Give a Girl a Break, starring David <laughs> and Lauren Dreyfus. And presenting the Dutch rock group, the Dolly Dots. It's like Three Men and the Baby, but with a all-girl band. Mm. <laughs> Mythical beasts, sorcerers, magical monsters, and warriors. Lou Ferrigno in his greatest adventure. Hercules. Nope. Okay. <laughs> they actually did make a Hercules movie with him, though. Oh, okay. So. I just saw the rock thing. Yeah, but those images were from Hercules. Oh, okay. He emerged from the depths of Lake Erie, eating everything. God, he has boxing gloves on. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to scratch you guys. It a boxing glove. It ate. Oh, my God. Ooh. Cleveland, the mistake by the lake. Classic novel of high adventure, River of Death. John Hamilton, soldier of fortune, on the mission of his life. He's discovered a legendary city and uncovered El Dorado. Cross the River of Death. Directed by I thought I was going to say dreams. <laughs> River of Dreams? Yeah. A wondrous African safari brings young Ben and his guardian Joe. Face to face with Bonzo, the mischievous orangutan. A special film of a magical friendship. Ben, Bonzo, and Big Bad Joe. Starring Bud Spencer. <laughs> the Starring Bud Spencer. The voice changed completely. Starring Bud Spencer. Is that it? 
I think so, yeah. Wow. Those were interesting. Yeah, but that's that right there is a piece of film history right there. <laughs> um, we've we got to do some canon movies. Okay. There are so many insane ones. One of my favorites is um, Ninja 3 Dominion, okay. where this woman gets um, possessed by a ninja. Like hmm. that died near her or something like that. Okay. And there's this weird scene where she's at home and I think she's transforming into the, this ninja, but then arcade machines come out of nowhere and start shooting lasers on her, like projecting lasers on her. Yeah. It's the craziest looking thing I've ever seen. Okay. And there's also it a part. sounds crazy. She dumps like um, V8 juice on herself at some point in the movie. <laughs> It's out there. It's strange. But anyway, you have any more thoughts on that that whole thing? Um like looking at that, like I never thought that that would be I thought they were like going to make like a small section of it and show them. Like it's not I didn't realize that it was going to be just like random pictures that kind of convey it's like a it's like an inspiration board. Yeah. <laughs> and voiceover. It was like Pinterest before Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like whenever we are going to produce a show, we get approval from our principal. And so like, we like make a slideshow and we tell them what it's about. It feels like that. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is because they're trying to to find people to give them money to make, you know, tough guys don't dance. (laughs) That I want to see that movie. Oh, it didn't get made. I know. Uh, Well, maybe I should double check, but I don't think that one got. Don't dance. It, and also, it could have gotten made, but they changed the name. Mm. But anyway, I wanted to show you that. Well, that's going to do it here for us at You Haven't Seen It. Uh, next week, don't forget, we are going to be doing... Friday! The classic comedy. It's Friday, <laughs> Friday. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on You Haven't Seen, seen It? it? Did that pretty late. Sorry. <laughs>